Good morning. This is Tommy Ray, and we're in episode 57 of Water Rights, Laws, Guns, and Money. We've been talking about the Colorado River and reporting on each state that either contributes water to the Colorado River or takes water from it. I have not yet talked about Wyoming or Nevada. I was going to report on Wyoming today, but a most interesting report was published by CNN on the Internet yesterday, November 5, 2022. I'm going to pause and report on what CNN wrote. We are essentially allowing water to be exported to foreign countries while struggling to serve 40 million people throughout the Southwest with water. How can this be happening? Just listen. It will blow you away. This episode is taken mainly from the CNN report, supplemented by a three-part series entitled The Biggest Dry, produced by Circle of Blue under a fellowship awarded by Stanford University's Bill Lane Center for the American West. CNN focused on what is happening in Wyndham, Arizona, a town of about 800 residents in La Paz County, about 40 miles west of the Phoenix area. Last year, when workers with the water district in Wyndham lowered a camera into the town's drought-stricken well, they saw something remarkable. The water was moving. This hardly ever happens. The aquifer is the town's drinking water source. It's a massive underground reservoir, which stores water built up over thousands of years. And that water is almost always still. It is not an underground river. Gary Sater, a longtime resident and head of the Wyndon Water Improvement District, said the water was moving because it was being pumped rapidly out of the ground by a neighboring well belonging to Al-Dahra, a United Arab Emirates-based company farming alfalfa in the southwest. The well guys and I have never seen anything like this before, Sater said. The farm was pumping, and it was sucking the water through the aquifer. Groundwater is the lifeblood of the rural southwest and particularly Arizona. But aquifers are rapidly depleting from decades of overuse, worsening drought, and rampant agricultural growth. Residents and farms pull water from the same underground pools. The water level in these pools is continuing to decline. Shallower wells are running dry, and frustration in La Paz County is growing. Much of the frustration is pointed at the area's huge foreign-owned farms growing thirsty crops like alfalfa, which ultimately gets shipped to feed cattle and other livestock overseas. You can't take water and export it out of state. There's laws about that, said Arizona geohydrologist Marvin Glotfelty, a well-drilling expert. But you can take virtual water and export it, 
alfalfa, cotton, electricity, or anything created in part from the use of water. Residents and local officials say lax groundwater laws give agriculture the upper hand, allowing farms to pump unlimited water as long as they own or lease the property to drill wells into. In around 80% of the state, Arizona has no laws overseeing how much water corporate mega farms are using, nor is there any way for the state to track it. Wow! And double wow! Rural communities in La Paz County know the water is disappearing beneath their feet. In Wyndon, water in the town well has been plummeting. The depth to water has dropped from about 100 feet in the late 1950s to about 540 feet in 2022, already far beyond what an average residential well can reach. Sater is anxious the farm's rapid use could push the water table too low for the town well to draw safe water from. La Paz County Supervisor Holly Irwin told CNN getting the state to act on or even acknowledge the region's dwindling water supply has been a frustrating years-long battle, which has left her community feeling forgotten. Middle East agriculture companies have depleted their water. That's why they are here, Irwin said. That's what angers people the most. We should be taking care of our own, and we just allow them to come in, purchase property, and continue to punch holes in the ground. In 2018, Saudi Arabia finalized a ban on growing thirsty crops like alfalfa and hay to feed livestock and cattle. The reason was simple. The arid Middle East, also struggling with climate change-fueled drought, is running out of water. And agriculture is a huge consumer. The Middle East knows water is a resource as good as gold. Why, for goodness sake, doesn't Arizona and all the arid slash semi-arid parts of our country pass such a law? We need to save the water for winter vegetables and for homeowners. Dairy operations are a point of national pride in the Middle East. They tend to find water somewhere else. They have all the cows there and they need feeding. That feedstocks comes from abroad. So likely that those with the money will continue importing water from hay growth. That would be okay if it comes from a water-rich country or a water-rich area, not from desert areas. Valued at $14.3 billion, the Al Morea Company, which owns about 10,000 acres of farmland in Arizona under its subsidiary Fondomonte, is one of the biggest players in the Middle East dairy supply. 
The company also owns about 3,500 acres in agriculture-heavy Southern California, according to public land records, where they use Colorado River water to irrigate crops. Most of the Almorari's cattle feed is purchased on the open market. Almorari has taken the extra step of buying farmland abroad as part of a growing trend in foreign-owned farmland in the U.S. Foreign-owned farmland in the West increased from around 1.25 million acres in 2010 to nearly 3 million acres in 2020, according to data from the U.S. Department of Agriculture. In the Midwest, foreign-owned farmland has nearly quadrupled. Huge storage facilities were erected to hold the harvest. Rows of small houses were built for the farm's workers, all surrounded by flowering desert shrubs. Tractor trailers filled with bales of alfalfa hay rumble down the highway, which local officials told CNN they had to repair because of the increased agricultural traffic. The alfalfa on the trucks is eventually shipped to feed cattle in Saudi Arabia. Our companion website, nowater.com, shows hay bales stored at Al Dari's farms in Wyndon. It is in line with the Saudi government direction toward conserving local resources. Wells are running dry in drought-weary southwest as foreign-owned farms guzzle water to feed cattle overseas. Is this okay with you? It's not okay with me, and I think our political leaders need to put a stop to this practice. Right now, there is nothing illegal about foreign-owned farming in the U.S., and many American farmers use the West water to grow crops which are eventually exported around the globe. Well, what do I think about this? As the old saying goes, there ought to be a law. And in my mind, that law would state that no low-value crops grown in desert conditions in the U.S. can be exported. Of course, we have to define what is low-value. But my gut says any crops grown to feed cattle is low-value. Maybe it will happen. Amid the worst drought in centuries, residents and officials have questioned the merit of allowing countries, which themselves are running out of water, unlimited access to a resource as good as gold in the Southwest. Cynthia Campbell, Water Resources Management Advisor for the City of Phoenix, has been watching the La Paz County water situation with frustration. Phoenix currently gets most of its water from local rivers and the Central Arizona Project, which diverts Colorado River water to Phoenix and Tucson. But it could use rural groundwater as a safety net in the coming years if the city's primary sources are further restricted. That is, 
if there's any groundwater left by then. And I remind all, these aquifers are not being recharged by surface water. We are literally exporting our economy overseas, Campbell said. I'm sorry, but there's no Saudi Arabian milk coming back to Southern California or Arizona. The value of that agricultural output is not coming through in value to the U.S. And most noticeably, the ground is literally sinking as the water below the surface gets pumped out. Settling or subsidence because of over-pumping of groundwater is a real problem. Floors sink. Pipes are torn apart. Roadways buckle. Many tout the benefits of jobs. It's great, the La Paz County Supervisor said, but if you can't turn your faucet on in five years, that crap's not going to matter. Some say if Almorari weren't farming it, someone else would. This kind of thinking is counterproductive. Maybe they should be thinking about retiring this piece of ground from farming. While companies are trying to invest in the area, many question any possible economic slash employment benefits are worth it as water disappears. Some rural residents feel powerless about the fate of their groundwater. They say Arizona state lawmakers have thus far not acted to protect it. The last time the state passed regulations around groundwater was in 1980, with a law creating certain zones in mostly urban areas where officials had to ensure that they were replenishing underground aquifers and not pumping them dry. The state did create active management areas, or AMAs, in about 20% of the state, and the laws in those AMAs are strong compared to groundwater laws in other Southwest states. But outside of the AAMAs, not so much. About 80% of the state falls outside the active management areas with no restrictions on how much groundwater can be pumped and no way to monitor it. Water officials can measure whether water levels in the aquifers are going up or down but because groundwater is so lightly regulated in rural areas, they don't have enough data to answer a crucial question. Exactly how much water is left? That is one of the challenges of our state. You can't manage what you don't measure, said top Arizona water official Tom Buschkowski, the director of the state's Department of Water Resources. We do the best we can with the data and estimated data that we have, but it really begs questions about how much benefit we can really provide. As the West water crisis grows more intense, groundwater reform has become a flashpoint in this year's election campaigns. Arizona Attorney General candidate Chris Mays, a Democrat, has seized on the state's practice of leasing public land to corporate farms. 
It shouldn't have happened in the first place, May said. We can get these leases canceled, and we should. We are essentially giving our water away for free to a Saudi corporation, and that has to come to an end. A recent investigation by the Arizona Republic found Al Morari, the second largest agricultural lesser of Arizona land, is paying the state a heavily discounted rate, which does not take their water uses into account. Doesn't take their water uses into account? There should be an uprising by the citizens of the state of Arizona. The Arizona State Land Department is studying the state's water resources in western Arizona, Department spokesman Bill Fathauer told CNN. But he added it does not have the authority to implement additional groundwater restrictions. The comprehensive data determined from these studies will allow the department to make an informed decision about not only future land use in these areas, but also help determine what the future value of the land is as well, Fathauer said in an email. Why are we allowing a foreign company to come into Arizona, which is drought-stricken right now, and have a sweetheart deal on leases when we are trying to conserve as much water as we can, Mays asked. It boggles my mind, and mine, and I hope yours. There are plenty of reports on Arizona's small communities running out of water because the resource is limited. Some wealthy suburbs north of Phoenix have been trucking in water from Scottsdale. And Scottsdale is water short and threatens to stop trucks from exporting its water out of Scottsdale. Arizona's population, 7.1 million, has increased by an average of 1 million people a decade since the 1950s when the five C's ruled the state. Cattle, copper, cotton, citrus, and climate. Even as the first four have declined in relative importance, the appeal of warmth and sunshine has not diminished. In fact, it's boom times. Phoenix, with 1.7 million residents, is now the nation's fifth largest city. The state embodies a century of pure American capitalist exuberance. Arizona's annual gross domestic product, nearing $380 billion, has more than doubled since 2000. New solar installations, electric vehicle makers, computer chip manufacturers, data centers, and corporate farming companies are piling into the state. All this growth needs more and more water. The question now, as it has been since 1911, when the first big reservoir was completed to supply Phoenix with water, is one of longevity. Can this desert bounty be sustained for another hundred years? or even another 50? That question is more urgent and more relevant than ever. Climate change is disrupting the rules of the development game. Drought and extreme heat are emptying rivers and reservoirs, 
fallowing tens of thousands of acres of farmland, forcing thousands of homeowners to secure water from trucks and not their dead wells, and pushing Arizona ever closer to the precipice of peril. Hard policy choices are coming. For instance, how much farming does Arizona need? Where will we get farm products? Are we going to rely on another country for our food? That is the kind of debate that's going on. That should be a national debate. We are surely smart enough to grow feed crops in those parts of our country where there is ample rainfall. We are smart enough as a nation to encourage different crops in different regions according to water availability. Those questions are starting to be asked, at least in Arizona. There's a reason. A dress rehearsal for contending with serious water shortage is in process for one million residents who don't live in Arizona's two big metro regions. During a month of reporting in Arizona, Circle of Blue encountered unmistakable signals of extreme water stress. Wells have run dry for thousands of residents who rely on groundwater for drinking from Cochise County in the southeast to Maricopa County north of Phoenix to the Chino Valley north of Prescott. Industrial livestock and nut farms have settled in Cochise County and in Mojave County in the north. Because demand has increased and moisture to recharge groundwater reserves has diminished, aquifers are dropping five feet a year. Irrigation wells on existing farms already have gone dry, and more in it are in jeopardy of going dry. Two of Arizona's fastest-growing business sectors are truck water hauling and water well drilling companies. Both are prompted by customer demands so long that orders are slow to be filled. We need agriculture in the desert southwest to grow winter vegetables and other high-value crops. We don't need to be growing cattle feed in the desert. And we certainly don't need to be exporting cattle feed. The state of Arizona and other desert environments should pass water use laws that come into line with today's needs. Otherwise, we will truly be in a mess. To me, Arizona seems to be building a house of cards. After reading several articles on Arizona's water problems, I read through the lines that unless Arizona crafts laws that protect existing users and clamps down on excessive use in the agricultural industry, Arizona will literally be out of water in 20 to 30 years. Horrible prediction, but things don't look good. I wonder if they have any mountain streams left. At least we do. I just hope it never runs dry. Come with me and take a listen. See you next time.